Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast. It's been a few days. I was actually going to do something the other night, and now I can't even remember what I was going to do. But tonight, or today, we are going to be talking about um, another really bad movie. Um, I know I mentioned Bratz before we talked about Bratz, but now I want to talk about a movie called The Long... It's called Long Shot, actually. And this movie, you guys, this movie, you guys, no, but like this movie. So obviously, if you guys have been listening to a few of my other streams, you guys know that I love talking about like Britney Spears and all these other people. I'm a huge 90s kid. I mean, I was, I come on, I was born in 1989, you guys. So don't do the math. I'm 31. I'm going on 32. So it shut up. Anyway, so... (laughs) I grew up with these bands, you guys. I grew up with, like, you know, Britney, Backstreet, um, Destiny's Child, TLC. And in fact, I just did a Destiny's Child or a TLC pop unboxing on my pop channel. You might want to check that out under Ian Sid's Funkos, you guys. What's going on? Go ahead and go ahead and go and subscribe to that channel. Go ahead. You, you, you do that. Anyway, so I'm a huge, I've also done like Backstreet Boys, Britney, and NSYNC unboxings too on my channel as well. So um, anyway, back in the 90s, you know, um, growing up with all these like boy bands and girls, um, there was one person who basically made like, I would say 85 to 90% of the boy bands and girl groups that we listened to growing up, even groups that were like less than groups, groups that nobody listened to, like, okay, like Take Five, like, girl, like, I remember getting Popstar Magazine and seeing Take Five in there and be like, okay, but who are you, right? Like, Take Five, I don't know if they did, if he did, uh, oh god, No Authority, did he, it sounds like he would, like, you guys... (laughs) Okay, so I was actually going down um, this weird, like, rabbit hole recently about um, the whole Chris Stokes B2K drama. Um, I don't want to call it drama. It's not drama. The whole um, B2K Chris Stokes allegations and Marcus Houston as well. I'm not going to go too much into that, y'all. I don't need nobody coming after me right now. But but anyway, um A lot of that stuff is very similar to what's going on here. And I remember, like, seeing, like, you know, immature, like, like, um, I was watching, like, this documentary or whatever. Not documentary, sorry. I was watching, like, um, someone had put together, like, this, this video of, like, Chris Stokes and the the teams that he managed. And immature was one of those teams. And they were just showing these kids as, like, young adolescents just being, completely sexualized right and that was something in the 90s that I think people just like did to kids you know what I mean in in like entertainment I mean early 2000s too for sure but like in the 90s it was just crazy like with, with like I mean I was looking at pictures of no authority because like who like I, I again I had pictures of these people from like the teen magazines when I was a kid I didn't know who they were because I, I hadn't heard any music from these people I saw more of their faces than I did them hear the music and there were these pictures of like no authority who were like kids and they're just like you know sexualized and I rem- it brought me back to thinking about when immature was done like that was an immature and groups like that where it's just like what is going like what is going on and I'm not talking about like 16 17 years old I'm talking about like younger than that and I'm just like what is go- whatever so anyway, Lou, per- Lou Pearlman is the guy who like oversaw all the big groups in the 90s and early 2000s uh NSYNC Backstreet Boys those being his biggest two um I don't think he had anything to do with 90 Degrees. I'm pretty sure they would have popped up in this film if he had. Um, but LFO, I don't know if he did Youngstown. I'm, he probably did do Youngstown. Um, 
I, I think, like I said, uh, take five. I don't know. I don't know if he did no, author, no authority or not. Sorry, words. No authority. Um, and then Innocence, the girl group that Britney Spears was supposed to be in with her friend, Nikki Deloge. Both were in the Mickey Mouse Club together. And Britney actually was going to be in the group. Um, but she ended up not being in it. So good for her. I think she even had, like, Innocence in her, like, pre-Grammys video. One of the years she couldn't attend the Grammys, I think she was actually with the group Innocence. So they seem to be kind of, like, close. <laughs> anyway, so he, Lou Perlman, did this movie called The Long Shot, or Long Shot. And it's, <laughs> it's bad. It's it's a really bad movie, and it's very, very confusing, um, you guys. So anyway, before I get into that, Lou Perlman is um, a, a guy who used to make boy groups and girl groups. Um, if you've ever seen the show Making the Band, the first season, like not the Diddy show, the first season with O-Town, he was the guy behind that show. I'm going to say I think he also had to do with LMNT as well which is another boy group that we might get into. If I ever talk about Disney Mania, we're going to talk about Elementy because when I tell you they brought it with their song, they did. So anyway, um, yeah, he was managing these boy groups and stuff. And he's just this weird looking creep. Like he's he is the Dan Schneider of the music industry. I said it and I don't care. He is the Dan Schneider of the music industry. Like all of our favorite Nickelodeon TV shows that we love. Now that we find out that there was like all this terrible stuff going on behind the scenes, thanks to Dan the Man Schneider. Yeah, well, the same thing is happening over there with Big Papa, uh, Big Papa Lou Pearlman, and that's what he wanted the guys to call him. So yeah, just trash. Anyway, so he made this movie, and he uh, he went. To, I think he went to jail. Like, like I think he died in jail. I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't know what I don't. I can't remember what if it was like a, like an extortion thing or if it was like predatory behavior thing that got him behind bars but there's also like a documentary about him too uh, Lance Bass took part in this documentary talking about what he used to do to boy groups like girl I, there was a lot there was a lot going on okay a lot and I know that like there's also some Lou Pearlman drama between Nick Carter and Aaron Carter um I again I don't want to really get into what Nick said or whatever but it, there seems to be this drama like it's there's a lot in the Lou Pearlman like it's it's weird and honestly it's crazy that Backstreet Boys and Aaron Carter do not make an appearance in this film everybody else in the world does but they don't and that's weird I don't know if that's when they were fighting because Lou was taking money from them right Lou was taking all this money from these boy groups and these girl groups and keeping it for himself they were making change and he was making dollar dollar bills off of them and I think it like I think the film cost like 20 million dollars to make and I'm like hmm Lou where'd you get the money from Pretty sure it's from half the people, no, all the people that you have cameoed in this film, and probably from the Backstreet Boys still, who, you know, you screwed over. So, Lou is trash. <laughs> he was, well, he was. He's, he's dead now, but he was trash. Anyway, so, he did this movie called Longshot, and this movie reeks of just bad juju all over the place. First of all, there's a lot of celebrity cameos in this film, and it's just... It's, it's a lot. The movie's about this guy who is like a personal trainer. Um, I think he, he like lives in LA. He's a personal trainer. Trainer. Him and his brother are living together. Um, his brother's in high school. Uh, he's trying to get through life. And basically this guy, because he's been doing the, the trainer, because he's been doing the naughty uh, with some of his clients, one of his clients is like, she's married to this big businessman who's like, just bad, bad news. He ends up finding out about their affair and he ends up like, like kidnapping him and blowing up his car. Um, it's weird. So anyway, okay. So 
he ends up kidnapping this guy and telling him, like, hey, I know you're sleeping with my wife. Instead of, like, hurting you or physically harming you or worse and your brother, I'm going to go ahead and use you to basically go to New York and um, take find that information on this other business he's trying to get another business uh someone this lady's business he wants her company or whatever um and he's like i need you to go to new york find out you know all you can about this woman and her company because she's going to sell her company and he wants to take it uh, but anyway find out you know about her company so i can take it over basically and it's it's just like huh like like he's a personal trainer why would you even why would you ask a personal trainer to do this like like what gives you the idea like yeah okay see he, the guy's good looking by the way the personal trainer is really good looking um but it's like what gives you the by the way i'm sorry before i get into any further they focus so much on the personal trainer's body in the first couple of shots that I'm like, I know that Lou Pearlman, he, he's all over this film because the male, like the male physique is all over this movie. And I'm not, I'm not complaining, but I'm saying like, because I know he's such a perv, it's very uncomfortable to watch how much like they focus on the bot, like the male body in this movie. They just, it's crazy. I mean, it's the same thing when like, there's like, over like you know where girls are being over sexualized in movies for no reason like american pie films and stuff it's the same thing and it's just it's just but it's cringe because because you know about lou perlman right so you're just like ew like let's stop and just girl so anyway yeah it's like why would you have this personal trainer guy who obviously can't like he's obviously not good at what he does because you found out that he was messing with your wife like why do you think he's got like super sleuthy skills whatever so he's like okay fine you know i'll help you out with this thing the guy blows up his car they like they kidnap him which is crazy and the guy blows up his car somehow somehow the car gets blown up and he has to take a cab home which i just i was like this is really oh they dropped him out of the helicopter too like it, dude this movie is so crazy <laughs> it is crazy um so they drop him out of the helicopter he goes home okay so then there's his brother right his brother's in high school as i said and he's on the high school basketball team and he's kind of like the odd man out in on his basketball team um zachary ty Bryan from home improvement and like just a lot of 90s films where he's a bully is in this movie um if you guys have seen the movie first kid which is also problematic um not not the movie but the, the main actor in that film the little boy yeah he he grew up to be a, a predator I know. So anyway, he, um, Zachary Ty Bryan is the bully in that film. He's also in an episode or two of Buffy where he's trying to kill this one girl. Like, Zachary Ty Bryan has been in a whole bunch of random stuff besides Home Improvement. Like, he's just been in some, every time I see him in something, I'm like, you're in this? Like, wow, you're so random. His his career is just random. But he's in this, he's like the, the, the jerk. And then his girlfriend is, I don't know her name, I think it's Danielle something, Topanga, Topanga from Boy Meets World. Um, is his girlfriend she's a cheerleader and for whatever reason she keeps hitting on this alex character like she's with the zachary ty Bryan character but she keeps hitting on this dude and sorry taking a sip of my coffee and she's so predatory in this this movie really made me cringe especially when it came to like her character because she there's a moment in this where, as you know, Alex, who's working in this weird, like, CD store where you can also, like, get other items there. Yeah, so anyway, he's working, and she comes up to him, dude. And she's always asking him, like, who's your date to the prom? Who's your date to the prom? Who are you taking? And it's like, shouldn't you be going with your boyfriend? Like, why are you in his business? But she, like, forcibly puts her hands all over him in this one scene. And 
I've never not liked her as a person. Like, I, I was never into Boy Meets World. I, I never cared about that show like that. Like, I watched it every now and then, but I wasn't, like, a big fan. But I've never been, like, I was completely turned off by her character. Like, she actually grossed me out because she was so cringe. She would not stop touching him. And, like, he could tell that he was nervous, like, in the scene. I'm not saying the actor was, but I'm saying the character of Alex was definitely, like, I don't know, like, kind of leave me alone. And she was putting her hands all over him. Like, her friend even says, like, are you done with this loser? She says something mean and, like, derogatory about him. And, like, she's like, we have to go. There's, like, a sale or whatever. And I'm just like, this is so you have a boyfriend your boyfriend hates this dude right like he doesn't oh by the way they're on the same basketball team as each other and Alex misses this shot and this shot is like yeah I know he misses this shot and and people will never let him live it down like he's so upset that he missed the shot everybody around him is just like oh my god I'm so sorry that you lost that shot like oh and that's just like it's it's stupid um but it does it does sort of serve a purpose later on in the film a stupid purpose but it does serve one um but yeah she was just so just ugh. and that happens a lot in this movie so at one point we cut to a scene where um the main character it, it's honestly sometimes it's so hard to tell who the main character is because alex and then his brother i forgot the brother's name now the main guy I, his name is escaping me he the 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 spy dude not, he's not the personal trainer outside the personal trainer there we go um, it's hard to tell sometimes who is, like, the, the main character. Anyway, so we cut to a scene where he's getting his car p- picked up. I, You know what? I'm actually telling this out of order, and I apologize. This movie's all over the place, just like this is. Um, anyway, he, we cut to a scene of him, like, getting his car parked or whatever. He's going to this, like, country club or something. And the guy parking his car is Justin Timberlake from NSYNC. Yeah, and it's, like, early NSYNC days, which kind of makes me feel like this movie was filmed all over the place. Just because, like, I know that early NSYNC days were, like, what, like, 1998, 1999, around that time, right? Like, that's, that's where, but O-Town didn't come into play until, like, 2001. Am I right about that? I don't know. But anyway, it feels like I am. And so I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how long this movie took to make because I just don't understand the cameos. And also, I'm still like, wait a minute. Backstreet Boys were cool with Lou in like 1999, weren't they? Like, weren't they still under him or whatever? Like, so why aren't they in this film? Like, there's no mention of the Backstreet Boys in this film at all. Not a single Backstreet Boy makes an appearance. Which you guys were honestly lucky about that Backstreet Boys. You were lucky, but there's not a single like anything about them. NSYNC is all over this film, and it's weird because NSYNC, I think, was still with RCA at the time. I think I thought Luke. Oh, I don't know. Lou might have actually been with. I thought he was with Jive, but he might have not actually been with any record label. He might have just been helping record labels build their boy bands. I think that might have been what it was. But um, yeah, there's no mention of Backstreet Boys in this, and they were like his like crowning achievement. But there's NSYNC stuff all over this movie. It's just it's absolutely crazy. Anyway, so. Yeah, Justin Timberlake is like a car parking attendant or whatever, some junk. And, and it's just, it's it's weird. It's weird. So then the guy, the personal trainer, he's going on a, on a flight to, to uh, New York. His brother is staying behind. So he has two of his friends looking out for his brother. And, um, oh, by the way, the, the, the bad guy in this movie, like the the, the businessman he's, he's working for, he's been in a few films. The one I'm, I mainly know him from is Romeo and Juliet. He plays Juliet's father in that film. He's a really, really good actor. Like, he's a really good actor. Normally plays a bad guy. Really good actor. And I was, like, surprised that he was in this. But on, honestly, like, 
there's some other characters in this movie or some other actors that I'm like, what? Like, I think it's Antonio Sabato Jr. Did I say that right? I hope I did. Mr. Fine. He's in this movie too. And he's playing Tommy, uh, the main character's best friend who goes into look on uh, in on Alex. And he's just kind of like telling Alex how to be and like, you know, just kind of like, just trying to help him like, I guess, unwind because he's so stressed out about like his life and in this basketball game and being on the team or whatever and prom and all this like teenage stuff. So it's just it's got weird actors oh there's also that one guy who plays iago from aladdin he plays the record store owner that alex works for so he's always shouting at people and it's just it's obnoxious like i mean that that's that's what he is that that's his whole shtick right obnoxious like that, that's just him um and then there's the old lady from the wedding singer i've only seen the wedding singer once but i knew who she was right away um because i was like i i saw that when i was a kid but i knew that that was i was like that's that lady like why do i envision you rapping and that's why she's from the wedding singer um and she's like one of the like little clients that come into the cd store like all the time what she's doing there i don't know but she's always there um and uh alex finds like a necklace and he's trying to figure out who it belongs to Spoiler alert, belongs to her. And then he, she goes and tells him the story about her son, whose name was Alex. Anyway, so we cut back to the brother who's going on a flight to New York to, to go and, and, you know, get information about this woman's business or whatever so the other guy can take it over. And the most iconic scene in the movie happens. Take another sip. According to me, the most iconic scene in the movie happens because he is sitting there in this plane, right? And this girl comes up to him and it's a flight attendant and she's just, it's Britney Batch. Yeah, that's right. Britney Spears shows up in this movie. Britney Spears, Britney, Britney, the queen. Hello. Hi, her. Britney Spears is in this movie. And I, you guys, like, okay, so I actually saw this scene years and years and years ago because I won't, I saw this movie a few years back and then I rewatched it just now because <laughs> I just, I just thought about this movie and I was like, oh my gosh, like, remember that movie that had, like, everybody in it? Anyway, so Britney Spears, like, you got, like, when I first saw this movie, I, like, like I said, I saw a clip of it, because, like, I'm obsessed, right, I was, like, I love Britney Spears, and I just had to know everything she's ever been in, because I'm always, like, Britney Spears was an actress at one point, like, she was, she was in Ruthless, an off-Broadway play, and Natalie Portman was actually her understudy, Natalie Portman, doesn't she have, like, an Oscar or something or whatever, like, Natalie Portman was her understudy, they're actually really good friends, but Natalie was her understudy, so if Natalie Portman was your understudy in something, you must have some type of talent, right, as an actress, because Britney's not in much, and I, I, like, I'm sad about that, like, I don't know if it was because of Crossroads that she was like, I'm done with this, I don't know if she really, because like, I've heard her say in interviews that she wants to act, but then I've heard in other interviews, she's like, I'm not going to act because I know how bad of an actress I am, and that makes me sad for her, like, I really think that she should go for it, like, you know what I mean, like, I, I just, I just do, um, and over time, you get better, right, like, with classes and training you'll get better it's like it's like with her music and dancing ability but she was on mmc uh mickey mouse club and i thought she did really well i've seen her on saturday night live and i thought she did really well i've seen her on dude her on will and grace was great i love her performance on will and grace i don't care what anybody says that was hilarious i love her and then she was on how uh, how i met your mother so she's been on things before and she's displayed some type of acting ability. So why she doesn't do more, I don't know. Um, she was also in Polly Shore is Dead. She she didn't do much in that. She was just like, I think made like a quick cameo, but like she's been in things. Like, girl, trust I know my Britney, yeah. Anyway, 
she's been on all that, Jet Jackson, so she's, she can do it. She's in this movie, and she's playing a flight attendant, and it's just, it's almost painful to watch, because, like, I remember her saying that she did it for a friend. She was doing, so, like, she was doing this little part for a friend. I don't know if that friend was Luke Pearlman, but if it is, girl, now I have questions. Like, <laughs> And I don't know if it was her friend or if it was like an, a contractual obligation, because again, she was under Drive Records, who, uh, you know, houses the Backstreet Boys and then eventually housed NSYNC after they sued RCA to get out from underneath them. So I'm not sure who the friend was that she was working for, but she's in this film for a few seconds and she doesn't seem like she really wants to be there. And I don't blame her. And I'm also trying to gauge by her look what era this was. I don't know if this was like end of Baby One More Time going into Oops or if this was straight up Oops, which would make it 2000. And if that makes it 2000, I again, I'm questioning myself because NSYNC, looked different by that time right because you know Justin had the huge fro so I'm and I'm like <clears throat> the other boys that show up in this movie they're all getting first NSYNC album looks so I'm really trying to figure out what is the timeline of this film being done because I'm just I'm confused because Britney like I said she looks like she would either be ending of her first album look or beginning or middle of her second album look which Either way, both take place long after, oh, yeah, either way, both would take place long after NSYNC's, like, change, but then I think about Drive Myself Crazy video, and they also, I don't know, it's, it's, it's confusing, it's confusing, the timeline for this film is confusing, but Lance Bass is in the scene with her as well, in this, like, flight attendant scene, so he's, like, the, the plane, I don't know what he is. I don't know what the hell he is, but he's in this movie. And then Kenny Rogers is in this scene. And then Casey from Casey and the Sunshine Band is in this scene. Um, And it's just like these unnecessary cameos for like, just so Lou Perlman can say, look, I get, I I know people in the music industry. And it's like, I mean, if this was a movie about music, I guess it would make more sense. But the plot of this movie is just ridiculous. So it's like, why are they in this? Like, what is, what is the point? Like, I just, Lou should have made two films or, or none at all, but he should have made two films. He clearly wants to make like a spy, espionage, futuristic type film. So he should have done that. And then it's clear that he's a big music geek, right? Because he's got all these people. He makes boy bands. So he should have just made a movie about a kid who wanted to be in a boy band. Like these two films should have been separated. Like instead of being this one big movie about just blah. Because the movie, the plot is stupid and the whole thing is blah. So anyway, I more want to talk about the cameos than I do the stupid plot. So anyway, we cut back to the, uh, the main character who's waiting for Britney Spears to bring him something. And... Her choreographer, Darren something, I think is his name, shows up and he's just given this very flamboyant role where he's like just hitting on this dude. And it's interesting to see him this way because I've only seen him from a choreographer standpoint. Um, He's like, he's choreographer. He does the choreography for her and sync. I think he did some for Janet. He was very big in like the early, late 90s, early 2000s too. Um, when it came to like doing choreography for people, you see him in like two or three of Britney's videos. I think he's in, um, he might be in Baby One More Time. He's definitely in Sometimes. He's like right behind her in Sometimes. And then he's in Drive Me Crazy. So he's been in a few Britney videos. Um, and so like he also came out with like his own like dancing DVD VHS back in the early 2000s. I remember that commercial on MTV a lot. Um, taking a drink sorry so he's been in a few different things but it's it's so weird to see him in this movie and the character they make him play because he's so like 
I, I think he's like channeling Luke Pearlman. I feel like that's what's happening in this in this movie. They like Luke Pearlman was like, this is how you need to be. You basically need to be me, um, but you know, a skinny version of me, like a, a, a more attractive, more appealing version of me. Not because he's skinny, but I'm saying like you know, the the the, the choreographer is a good looking guy. Luke Pearlman looks like Job of the Hut, and I'm not saying that because he's fat. That's not what I'm saying that for. I'm saying that because that man just has nothing going on for like had nothing going on for him with wise girl nothing anyway so he's just very predatory with this 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 guy and it's just it's weird because it's like you work on this plane and <laughs> this guy's just sitting here trying to go to new york and you're touching all like what like who made this movie anyway the guy touches down in new york he meets the girl randomly meets this girl and um yeah and she's like at this like bar or whatever like is that where she's at yeah she's like like at a bar or something like that in new york and these guys are trying to flirt with her she's not interested she makes like this really weird excuse that she's waiting for her dog trainer or whatever when some guy tries to talk to her and you know the main character he's like trying to get info on her just to just to get to talk to her right to her to open up so he eventually like goes over they exchange he gives her he makes sure the bartender gives her the wrong drink so then he can go over and exchange for the right drink i guess they start talking and, you know, she's like, oh, I really don't drink. I'm good with one drink and I'm good. Turns into like two or three drinks. Her hair's all messy and she's just acting a fool. And it's just, it's this weird exchange between the two, right? Like she just met this guy and she's just being weird. So he ends up getting her, uh, you know, a taxi to go home. And she like, like she, she's playing with this dude, but she ends up like, hitting the taxi driver to the point where like he slams his head onto the like the, the steering wheel and like no one's asking if this guy's okay she thinks it's hysterical and he's like i'll see you tomorrow but nobody's talking about the fact that she just slammed the dude's head and it's just it's it's a thing oh my god yeah it's a thing so anyway so at some point we come we cut back to his brother who again is like dealing with a bully there's like a fight between the two of them because the bully's like oh he's looking at my girlfriend and the girlfriend is just like she's again the predatory one in the situation so she's like I you know I want this I want this dude it is what it is but like girl so they have this unnecessary fight and then we see the principal and he's just unnecessary and oh god this movie is just full of unnecessary characters and I don't even know what's going on with the plot at this point so anyway um you know Alex is is staying at home with Antonio Sabato Jr. and the um the accountant or whatever she is to to the family and they decide we're gonna have him come out to New York because he the main character is talking to this the girl the, the the woman that he needs to find out about her business and she's got a daughter coming into town and he's trying to really get to know her without the daughter getting in the way so he's like I need to have my brother here so he can like sweet talk her and just get her out of the situation while I like you know put the moves on on this woman so I can find out about her business although I'm slowly falling for her it's just this weird thing so anyway the brother's like okay cool I'll just like he's not saying okay cool like I'll just miss school like he's even like I what about school what about things I have to do my job and the brother's like don't worry we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out you're only going to be gone for like a day or two it's fine so he goes out there um to see his brother and he meets the, the the daughter of the woman and the daughter is actually from the movie casper i i noticed her right away because i was like i know you you don't you're not in much but when you're in something i know who you are so she's the the girl from casper not christina ricci's character the mean girl the blonde the one who's like what about the party at my house that girl she's in this movie and so, 
so she takes him around New York City because like there's nothing really else for them to do I guess but at the same time it's like you don't know this kid like they literally walk up on her and her daughter which he miraculously knows where they're at walks up on her and the daughter and is like hey I have a brother you have a daughter oh they happen to be around the same age that's great go and see New York together my brother's never been here before and it's like wait a minute did you just let your like 16 year old daughter just go walk the streets of New York with some guy that you do that you don't know who has never been here before that sounds like a great idea sure so they go and they're walking through New York and we just get like celebrity cameos. Um, there's a cameo from uh, one of the guys from LFO. Um, and I think it's, it's the only one that, so if you guys don't know LFO, uh, the group LFO, they sing that song, um, Summer Girls. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Shiny smooth makes me sick. That one, Girl on TV, um, Jennifer Loves You, which in that video, that, those songs. Um, only one member of that group is still alive, actually, too, which is really sad. I don't know his name. I don't. I know that one's name, I think, is Rich, like the blonde. Two of them have died. I think both died of cancer in, in various years. Um, and then there's, like, the one that's still alive. So that's really unfortunate. But he makes a cameo. All three of them make a cameo in this film. But he makes a cameo here, the one that's still alive, in the pizza shop that, that she takes him to. And she orders this really weird pizza. Like, it's just, it's gross. No, you guys, like, it's like, I think the name, I think she was like, can I have like an 18, an 18 inch, um, uh, oh God, it was like 18 inch B.O. something. Like, it just, it, it kind of made a reference to penis. <laughs> I think it did. Okay, that's where I took it. That's what I heard. And I was like, did she really just order an 18 inch, like, B.O. as in like, like, you know, smelly junk and I was like what but that's what she ordered you guys I'm telling you like I don't and because it's Lou Pearlman I wouldn't doubt it like was that him like girl <sighs> Lou Pearlman Harvey Weinstein Chris Stokes all these people just absolute industry trash I want to name some other ones too but I'm not I'm not doing that not today not until everything is, is out me open girl I don't need people coming for me okay but I'm telling you it's, it's bad anyway so we cut to the pizza guys who are making the pizza and guess who it has you guys it's Joey Fatone and what's his name <laughs> Oh, the Joey Fatone and JC Chazé from N Steak. That's right. Nah, two more members, you guys. We had Lance Bass earlier in the plane. We had Justin Park in the cars. And now we have the pizza boys, JC Chazé and Joey Fatone. And they're just like going back and forth. And honestly, JC feels like he's in his element. And I don't mean, I don't know, I think he might be Italian, but that's not what I'm talking about here. He just seems like somebody who would own a shop. Like, no, honestly, he does. Like, like a food place in particular. I can see him barking orders, you know, at people all the time. Like, honestly, what is that show with, with, uh, Ramsey, where he goes and he like flips restaurants like to make them better. I can see JC Chazé doing that. Like, I don't know if he's ever owned his own restaurant. I'm assuming he might have, but he just doesn't. And he's an actor too. Like, he was in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. What word? Hello. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I can't say that word today. Oh my God. Um, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. One and two, I think, right? And then he was in On the Line with, with Lance Bass, which I will talk about later. That movie's also on my list of trash movies because, girl, it is trash. Um, <laughs> I bought it when I was, like, 13, 14 years old because back then I had, like, a low-key crush on Lance Bass. 
I think it was after, like, I always thought he was okay looking. He honestly looked very dead to me because a lot of the pictures, like, he was so pale, right? But, um, no, like, I don't know if that, I think that was after he got his nose job, but, like, I always thought he was cute. Pre-nose job as well, like, I, I always did. Um, but, like, I remember getting on the line because I was like, I liked the dark hair on him. The blonde was just, it washed him out, in my opinion. And Lance, Lance is a really pretty guy. Well, he was. Like, he had really pretty, I shouldn't say he was. He's alive. He's, he's what, he's not, like, I don't, I'm not attracted to him anymore, but when I was younger, I thought he was really cute. I just thought he had really pretty eyes, and the blonde just kind of washed him out. But anyway, so, they did a movie called On the Line together, so Joey has acting experience. JC is from Mickey Mouse Club with Justin and Brittany and Nikki Deloge, who are all in this movie. So, he has acting ability, which is exactly why I'm like, how come him and Brittany are never in enough films if they have the backgrounds? What is that about? I don't know. Anyway, so they are like, you know, working at this pizza parlor and, you know, the, 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 I'm sorry, Alex and the girl, they're talking, they're getting to know each other, trying to find out each other's likes and dislikes. And guess who comes up to the table and is trying to steal all their stuff? He comes over for like, I think, napkins and cheese and eventually like a slice of pizza. But Chris, Chris from NSYNC, the last member of NSYNC. So we have three NSYNC boys in the same scene. Isn't that, I don't know why we couldn't get all of them in the same scene, but we had at least three of them in the same scene. And Chris, Chris Kirkpatrick, there we go. Thank you, Eminem. He's the only reason why I remember your name. <laughs> Chris Kirkpatrick, what did he say about Eminem? Do you guys remember that? Because I remember like Eminem was dissing him in a song and I'm like, who thinks about an NSYNC guy? Especially Chris, right? Chris and Joey, like who is, Chris, Joey, and Lance at the time, actually, let's be real. JC and Justin were like, were NSYNC. I wasn't even a big fan of NSYNC, but I know they were like the big two in NSYNC. But I'm like, who is rapping about Chris Kirkpatrick? What did he say? I want to know. So I might look that up later and find out why that was deep between him and Eminem. I want to know what was said. Anyway, so Chris comes over. He's being really annoying. And eventually he goes away. And <laughs> and then the scene stopped being interesting after that. But like, like I said, they're trying to talk to each other, get to know each other because they've only just met. But they're like swooning. So then she takes him to like this beach side, not be like poolside karaoke thing, right? And um, he's, of course, picked to come up and sing this song, right? And so we find out that he has musical ability, except he doesn't. And he's actually really terrible. And the song is really terrible too, but people like it. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, the person is bad. Like you, the audience member, know this is terrible, but we have to pretend to like it, right? It's just, oh, it's awful. It, it was so cringe. It was so cringe. By the way, this movie looks like it was done on a Disney Channel original movie budget. Is that bad? No. Is it good? No. I'm not saying that Disney Channel original movies are bad. I actually really love them. Like, I mess with them. We will talk about those more later. But what I'm saying is, like, the budget looks very similar to one of those, which is crazy because it was done in $20 million. Shouldn't $20 million look better than that? At, at least at the time. Because I don't think Disney was pulling out $20 million for their Disney Channel original movies. I don't think so. I could be wrong. But I don't think anybody was paying that much when they did Quince. I just don't see that happening. But it could it could have been a thing. But, um, I mean, obviously, a lot of the budget went to giving all these actors their money, right? So, anyway, she's, she's taking him around the city. And um, they eventually, like nighttime happens and eventually they're walking through this like corridor and all of the freaking sudden you guys the biggest surprise 
in this movie scene happened. You guys, I I dropped my because I forgot about the scene, right? I completely because I again I've seen this twice now. I forgot about the scene. I dropped my phone when I saw this because I just did not commute to me when I first saw it. The freaking rock is in this movie. The rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And I'm not like I'm not a huge rock fan, but I'm just like, what the what are you doing here? Like wh- like what? Everybody else kind of makes sense, right? Because they're in the music industry. So they make sense. What the freak is Dwayne doing in this? You guys, I dropped my phone. I was like, what? <laughs> so he's a mugger in New York City and he's trying to mug Alex for whatever reason. I mean, he's a mugger. They don't really need a reason, do they? But like he's trying to mug Alex. Alex, who can't even fight the sport, Zachary Ty Bryan, he can't even fight him in school, is taking on Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And girl, he wins. I was through. I was like, what is happening here? Like, what? What? Did, what? I couldn't. I just, you guys, I couldn't. So anyway, he ends up like him and the girl. And, and of course, it's one of those scenes where like, you know how like the guy is like struggling with the bad guy, the villain, and the girl's just screaming on the sidelines doing absolutely nothing. It's one of, by the way, can we stop with those scenes? Those scenes really bug me. Those scenes really bug me. I hate that, especially in horror movies, because you know the guy's going to get killed by the killer when the girlfriend, who's completely useless in the scene, is just going to let it happen. But then later, when she's forced to take on the villain herself, like, she uses whatever skills she has to take him down. I'm just like, you know what? This could have been solved had you just helped him out in the first place instead of screaming like an idiot. You guys, I'm irritated. Anyway, so they, you know get away from Dwayne The Rock Johnson and go about their lives. And again, this movie just stopped being interesting again and I stopped caring. So um, it seems like Alex is in New York a few days longer than he was supposed to be. So I don't know how that school thing's going to go down for him when he gets back. But anyway, they end up breaking into um, the guy who wants homegirl's business. They end up breaking into like one of his offices to get like things to like like information on him basically to stop him from trying to buy her business and to shut him down um and so that's kind of what happens him and his brother alex who has like he has a spy book at home so i guess this ties this part of the movie into everything he has a spy book so he has all these like nifty gadgets that help them like you know evade phone calls and 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 get into systems and you know like the whole spy crap so they get into his office they find out he's got dirt on people and it's just crazy. Um, and they end up like, you know, getting out unscathed and stuff, go back to LA and basically put this guy on blast. This guy makes a whole bunch of dumb risk, uh, business deals, um, like stock stock market deals, I guess. And he ends up like his, his world comes crashing down around him. So um, it puts him out of the running for trying to get homegirl's business. And she ends up I think selling it to Lou Pearlman's business, who makes an appearance in the film as well. He's he's a cop. And um, basically the main character is trying to give him information on this the, the bad guy. And it's, it's, it's crazy. So anyway, they get back to LA and um, Alex gets uh, these basketball courtside tickets from the old lady who has now become a friend of his. And uh, him and his friend go to, to, to the game. I, I'm missing important details, but I'm not because this movie's so stupid. Watch it for yourself. It's on YouTube. Like, I had to watch it in segments because I, I don't have it. But I think the only time I saw it was on TV, like, a long time ago. But I, I yeah, whatever. Um, 
I, was it on like stars? It was on something. It was on something. And I was like, what is this? Because I wanted to see it. It was Britney Spears. So I was like, I like, it's one of those things I actually put in on my, like on my DVR, like keywords. And I put in like long shot. And like, I have other movies like that too, where I put in the keywords for it. And it'll record that thing I was looking for. And long shot was one of those things. I just randomly watched it. Um, anyway, so he goes back to LA goes to this basketball game with his best friend and of course um they call down a number because they're like oh we're gonna get three million dollars away to this random person who comes down and makes this shot and they call the number and it's his seat number 33 i think it is and so alex gets the shot and um it's three again it's three million dollars so he gets the shot he makes the shot and it's a happily ever after yay now he can give the two million dollars that that the woman needed to get out of this shady deal um to her so he ends up giving her two million dollars for a company to, to be saved um and then i guess he keeps the million i don't know he ends up you know hooking up with her daughter and she ends up and the mother ends up hooking up with his brother so there's a lot of like family weird stuff going on there i don't know that's weird um because <clears throat> i wouldn't like technically make them like sister and brother-in-law or something like that right is that, is that does that work is that how that works no it doesn't no that doesn't work that way I don't know how I, this movie's weird I don't it's weird anyway so they get together and then he gets to open up his club because they just won three million dollars and so him and his, him and Tommy were trying to go into business together and uh Tommy the friend uh and uh, Tony Antonio Sabato Jr. that's his name Mr. Fine they end up uh, making, uh, or I'm sorry, going into business together. And Tony wants this like club, uh, this Chippendales club, which is really weird. Like he even talks about it. He's like, I can see naked men and all this stuff. And I'm like, why? Like who thinks of that? Like who? Like what straight man is thinking of? Let me get all these naked men on the stage to get. And to- Antonio Sabato Jr. By the way, he's poor thing. I mean, yeah, poor thing is always being like sexualized and everything he's in I don't know if he enjoys like that's just part of his job but he's always overly sexualized so the fact that he's over here talking about Chippendales I think this is the one movie where he's not actually overly sexualized because they do it to the main character a lot and then the guy from LFO so by the way anyway so by the way the guys from LFO all make an appearance at different points one of them is one of the Chippendales dancers and he ends up being in the, at the end of this movie and of course he's dressed like a Chippendale so it turns out that Lou Pearlman himself actually owned Chippendales at one point and which makes sense as to why he wanted like why it's all over this movie and why they keep showing like this random guy from LFO with no shirt on it's because it ties into the end so anyway it's just this weird movie where everything like wraps up at the end all like neatly and tightly and they tell you like different uh, it's you guys I'm, I'm ruining this it's you watch it it's it's really that bad it's just terrible i'm so sorry if i've like i i'm so sorry i'm sporadic because this movie is sporadic it just gave me a whole bunch of ptsd it's bad bad movie anyway um so but at the end of the credits we finally get to hear alex's like full un- un- uninterrupted song and it's just as trash as it was in the movie it's completely terrible Ugh, just 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 bad just bad we never actually find out about the dance we do like he does ask homegirl to the dance which i don't know how that's gonna work because she lives in new york right and he lives in california so how she's gonna come out to his prom like girl don't you have school too i don't get it sis help me um but yeah this this movie was just all over the place bad and i'm forgetting moments i'm forgetting like the the, the group take five they're performing at the halftime show at the basketball game who would ever get them to perform i don't know but they did 
the girls of innocence make an appearance in the film like on this tv monitor which is weird because they're on the cover of the film like the cover of the movie has all these unnecessary people on the cover it has like four of the main characters and then it has nsync on the cover when they all just make cameos it has o-town on the cover who let me get i'll get to them in a second o-town on the cover and then it has innocence who make like the smallest most minuscule appearance out of everybody there you should have put britney on the cover honestly and maybe alex the brother so anyway o-town is in this film they're in the beginning of the movie and they order this movie called long shot which is the movie we're gonna watch and they're living in like Lou Pearlman's house at this point. I think this is when Making the Band was like first popping off. Um, and then they also like are watching this like infomercial that is selling the movie, um, Long Shot. And guess who's in the infomercial? Two of them, two of the members. So all five are in this scene. And then two of them are in this scene. Eric and Ashley are in this scene, just being extra. And then we get into the film. And like it's just, it's just this movie is a lot. Jermaine Jackson actually makes an appearance towards the end, like on the couch with them, which is weird too again this movie was just full of look how many people i can get in this film someone's gonna watch it but it was just done so terribly and there were so many moments i was like somebody has to know this is bad by the way lisa i think from saved by the bill also makes an appearance i think it was lisa the girls i forget their names from saved by the bill but i think lisa lisa and screech lisa and screech both make an appearance i didn't mention dustin was in it too but dustin r.i.p makes um an appearance in this film so there's a lot of like eerily dead people in this movie and it's just it's weird no but it's weird like there's just it's just it's really really weird you guys but you need to watch it um well if you, if you guys like want 90s nostalgia and just like what is going on in the world with craptastic films long shot is the film for you I don't want to recommend it because I don't like Lou Pearlman. I think he's absolute garbage or he was absolute garbage like human garbage but I will say it's worth a watch one time and then probably never again. And it just, it really got me thinking as to like, what is really going on in the world? Like, like I really want to know everything. Cause I was, like I said, I was obsessed with like nineties pop culture. And let's face it, Lou Pearlman was a big part of that by making all these groups that we were like loving and, 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 and just tripping over. And I really want to know how, bad it got because it's just it, this movie really just made me like although it was cringy and inappropriate uh, many times there was also this fascination that I got of like okay but who is Lou Pearlman like I didn't watch the documentary with Lance Bass I just didn't want to but I like and I think that's because like I'm a huge Backstreet Boy fan and I, I know that he did the Backstreet Boys wrong and I just like and all this other Hollywood stuff, stuff is just, it's, it's a lot. But I just like, I don't know, now seeing how many people that were tied to this film, I'm just like, who knew what? And did any of these people see things and just say nothing? Like, I just, I want to know. Anyway, the movie's called Long Shot. It's absolutely terrible. And I recommend you guys watching it if you want to see something really bad with a ton of celebrities who have no business being in this film. Like, honestly, if Lou were still alive today, he would owe everybody in this film an apology. And I would give each and every one of them money. <laughs> like, he should have given every one of them their money back. And he honestly should have paid all of us who had to watch it. Like, just give us all money. Because this is just, this is just bad. It's bad. It's really bad. I might watch it again, though. Because it's, it's so bad that I might actually watch it again um, in another five years. But anyway, it's called Long Shot. You can watch it on YouTube in segments. Um, I don't know if it comes on cable anymore because it's just that bad. But yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.